0: Welcome to Unboxing Logistics, the podcast from EasyPost, where we dive into everything related to our logistics and supply chain industry. I'm Lori Boyer, and I'm your host today, and I am thrilled to be joined today with one of my co-conspirators here at EasyPost, Anna Podolskaya. Did I say that right? Correct, correct. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, we are going to have an awesome conversation today all around women in our field. Uh, this is a, a, a really interesting and timely topic right now, and I cannot wait. Anna has done all kinds of advocacy in this area. She's a really great example to me of, of standing up and, and being great as a, a woman in this field. And so we're going to dive into all kinds of what, when, where, why about that. But first, Ana, why don't you go ahead and
1: introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your your role at EasyPost. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Anna Podolska, as Laura mentioned to you, and I'm a product manager at EasyPost. And I'm responsible for all new care integrations we have on our platform. We have um, around 100-plus different carers, and I'm absolutely enjoying working with them and providing to our shippers the uh, best-in-class solutions. Awesome. For our very
0: um, intuitive community members out there, you may have detected a little hint and an accent from Anna. She has a really cool background story. I'm excited. She has worked in this industry across multiple countries, and so we're going to really learn a lot from her. But first, we like to start by putting you on the hot seat a little bit and talking, doing a little this and that. So I'm going to name two things and you tell me which you prefer. Sounds good, do okay. good.
1: Number one, Mac or PC? Mac, mm-hmm. even though I was PC girl for many, many years. And I was in technical support for PC. And, and so why Mac then? I think uh, it's a much better in terms of user experience, mm. and it's much easier. PC required you to be uh, more tech savvy when Mac it's just like, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, just go and start working. Yeah, I agree. I was PC forever,
0: and I got my first Mac at a job a few years ago, and I was like, I don't even know what to do, so. I do still have a PC at home, but I do work on a Mac. So I'd love to hear from you guys. What do you prefer and why?
1: Um, Do you prefer a shower or a bath? Shower, because, as you mentioned, my accent, I didn't grow up with a bath. Uh, Yes. And uh, i just enjoying bath as a luxury where I'm somewhere on vacation, but it's shower because it's efficient. I'm also very, like, a technical person. It's efficient. It's efficient. (laughs) I agree. Okay. Would you rather eat an orange or have orange juice? Great question. I never thought about it. Um, Probably orange juice, again, because it's more efficient and (laughs) uh, you don't need to peel anything. It's already there. Uh, But the trick with orange juice, you can uh, consume a lot of orange juice and it's a lot of sugar. With the orange, uh, per se, it probably will be only one orange. Yes, yes, that's true.
0: I love both oranges and orange juice, (laughs) I have to say. So uh, that's a hard one. Are you an
1: introvert or an extrovert? Oh, I love this question. I am, according to Meyer Briggs, okay. a 70% extrovert and 30% introvert, which is absolutely how it is. It's a little bit maybe shifted into more introverted percentage during the COVID. But still, I'm like mm. hard uh, extrovert.
0: Yes, yes. I can see that. You're <laughs> so fun to be around. I'm right on the border. I tend to be about 60% extrovert, 40% introvert, which all my friends and co-workers are always surprised. They think I'm more of an extrovert, <laughs> but I'm not always. Okay. Would you rather
1: do board games or video games? Board games, absolutely. I'm a big fan of board games. Do you have any faves? Um, I'm a big fan of Monopoly, ah. to be honest. Everything related to, like, exchanging money, buying. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And actually, we just recently played with colleagues, Una. So much fun. You know, yes, so much yes. fun. I feel like you would win. <laughs> I feel like you'd beat me. Um, in Una, I won one of the round, and then, like, I lost a few of them. But, uh, again, because I'm calculating a lot of stuff, yes. that's helping a lot. Are you competitive? Do
0: you like like to win?
1: I am um, competitive, but I can control it and I can step back because mm. it's being competitive, taking a lot of energy, to be honest, mental and physical energy. Yes. Yes. Okay. If you were
0: going to go on vacation, would you rather be the person who plans it all
1: or would you rather go with someone else and they plan it all and you just go along for the ride? 90% of the time, I'm the one who is planning everything, hey. but I also sometimes like to go on vacation where I just only bought ticket, ticket, um, booked the hotel, and that's it, and we'll figure out as we go. Because I mentioned I'm a product manager, yes. have a very tight schedule, I'm planning a lot of things. Uh, sometimes you just want to go with the flow. Yes. But most of the time, I will be the one who is planning. I was going to
0: say, as a product manager, you're I'm sure you're so good at planning things, <laughs> and that's just in your day-to-day life. My mom used to sometimes though, she worked on a very rigid schedule and was very organized, but sometimes we'd go on vacation. She'd say, I just want to put all the watches away. I don't want to know what time it is. I just want to relax. So I totally get that. All right. Do you prefer money or brains?
1: Intelligence. I think intelligence always bring you money. Yeah. If you know how to use your brain, and by the end of the day, it will bring you money.
0: And if you uh, have money and, and no brains, then you'll probably lose your money. Exactly, <laughs> and pretty quickly, yeah. Okay, would you prefer a warm, cozy blanket
1: or a cup of hot chocolate when it's chilly out? Uh, warm, cozy blanket, Um, no hot chocolate, like moving to United States uh, taught me that there is a lot of sugar in like everywhere. I (laughs) keep laughing that I'm start breathing and already gaining extra pounds. (laughs) I know, it's so, so true. We have, we have sugar. I think it's in our air we just Absolutely. breathe it in it's... and if you haven't grown up here you are not like that adjusted and it's okay like it's mm-hmm. no judgment it's just like you need to get used to and understand how to read labels and everything talking about labels that was a hint hint that we're working with labels <laughs> 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 that is so true. I you Smooth way to, to bring in
0: the uh, labels of using um, shipping. Okay, final question.
1: Would people say you're more serious or more silly? Hmm. Serious or silly? Um, depends on situation. I think, like, if we're at work, I'm most, most of the time serious. If we're with you outside of the work, I probably will be... Silly, serious. Silly, yeah. serious. serious. I know where to like make the switch between silly, mm. silliness and being serious. And I also sometimes feel where people need a little bit of injection of the joke.
0: Yes, to like start yes. get,
1: um being like rational, but at the same time, I totally understand emotional part of like mm-hmm. talking with the partners at work, talking with people outside of the work. And we are in um, logistics and technology industry mm-hmm. where you need to. Uh, Be a subject matter expert, but at the same time, you need to feel what people want and how you can help them.
0: Has that been hard at all for you as you've had to change cultures? I know you've worked in different places um, to detect,
1: you know, that that kind of emotional connection. Uh, Has that been a challenge? That's a really great question. The two things happen. First, I studied here international business school in the United States, which helped me a lot with adjustment. And second, I remember my first week at easy pose during the lunch break in San Francisco office mm. where all of my colleagues talking about funny uh, shows they're watching and I have no idea what they're talking yes. about because I don't have a similar cultural background and yes. at that time I realized okay I need to speed up I need to understand what's the foundation people have like some movies or tv shows yes. to like catch up because In general, psychology of the people around the world is not different. The question in terms Mm -hmm. of like which movies you grew up, which books you grew up. Um, sometimes you can joke about advertising you saw in 90s. I will not understand this because yes. I haven't seen it, but I can like quickly Google it and I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I know what we're talking about. This funny way. It, it was adjustment, but I'm it's sure. all about the effort. Like, and I really put the effort that I wanna make the same funny jokes about Seinfeld episodes, yes, you know? Yes. I wanna understand the joke about this USPS guy in Seinfeld, which we're talking at work all the time. Yes. Now I know like fully proficient (laughs) (laughs) i love that though because it really is true in any circumstance
0: at work um, anytime that you're getting into a new culture um, even if it's a work culture you have to kind of figure out where you stand and and do put in the work like you said that's awesome so today we are going to talk about the role of women in logistics and technology um Interesting. I pulled up some stats. Let me find it. As of last year, um, according to Gartner, in the logistics industry, there are just just 38% of, or 39% of the industry's workforce are female. Um, when you move up into executives, that's even smaller, just 21%. And one of the bigger concerns are that these numbers are actually down. So women are not in the industry as much as they even were a few years ago Um, and yet there's a lot of advantage so if you're working out there if you're in e-commerce if you're at a 3pl if you're at a carrier there are so many advantages to having that diversity and to having that opinion um, you know different insights and and understanding more and so we're going to talk a little bit today about the importance of being able to be inclusive to women if you are a woman, how you can you know stand out, how you can fit in, as you talked about a little bit, um, and it's going to be really great. But I want to start. Because Anna has a really interesting story and background. So let's, before we get fully into our topic, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to the United States, um, your background in logistics,
1: and, you know, kind of how you ended up here? Sure, absolutely. Um, I grew up in Moscow, uh, in Russia, and uh, I, from the beginning, really understood that I like to break those stereotypes about women in STEM, statistic technology economics and mathematics. I finished mathematical school and I finished my undergrad and master's in computer science. Um, It always was like very obvious there is not enough girls and like women in all of those universities. Um, But I started my journey like in logistics and technology at DHL Moscow. It's a European branch uh, of DHL. And Shout out to our DHL yes, people DHL out there. partners. So DHL Moscow yes, here Yes, started. yes, yes. I recently attended the Parcel Forum where I met our partners from DHL and some people from that office. That was fascinating awesome. so um, great. to see. Yeah, and um, I, after Moscow office, I moved to Germany where I work um, as a technical project manager in one of the uh, hugest uh, media companies, one of the Fortune 500 companies. Mm, and I was lucky enough to work in multiple regions in Europe and Sweden, Finland, United Kingdom, Netherlands, which also helped me to understand like different backgrounds and like different customers. And as you mentioned, good products, those products where you have diverse type of people working Mm -hmm. on this product. Because the way how I, you or someone else seeing the product, like some buttons, usability could be so different. And we do not realize this until we put different people in the room. That's why it's important to have different cultural background, different genders, um, Mm -hmm. to create a good uh, product. Um, And one of the things uh, in my journey, I came to United States when I moved from Europe, and I decided that I want to pursue my dream, get my MBA in the United States. I also won scholarship for business analytics here. Um, And at that time, I found a job at EasyPost. I started in a technical program manager, Mm role, which was um, fundamental for EasyPost to go over processes we have. We start growing, we start scaling, and that's what the program management team was responsible for. And then after that, I switched to the product where we are um, answering the main questions, what we're doing and why we're doing, what is interesting for our clients, what is uh, important for our company, what's our strategy. Um, And I think that's perfect in terms of like my background with uh, computer science and my background with the business uh, degree i have and i'm really thankful and i'm noticing how it's different in europe and in united states in terms of women in logistics and in technology okay
0: it's- that's a, that's a a great segue to what i was just wondering about what are some of the differences you've seen um even in general in the logistics industry, but also
1: when it comes to women, between some of the different places you've lived? You know, surprisingly, I never thought that there's such a huge gap in the United States because Mm -hmm. growing up in Eastern Europe, we have so many women engineers, so many women doctors. My mom is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And um, we have uh, lawyers, we have uh, uh, judges, um, and... um, they are all equal when uh, until the moment coming to the maternity leave. Mm. They are all equal. After maternity leave, there's uh, some changes, like uh, dramatic changes, and like that's another topic, um, <laughs> another day. I'm another sure we have a whole, yes, other, like a whole episode, other topic, yeah. yeah, about this. Um, and then I came to United States, and uh, we will touch base with you a little bit uh, later. I came to one of the schools in San Francisco. Mm where I spoke with the girls in the fifth grade and they were asking me questions about STEM, if if it's okay to be a part of like stem education and i'm like i even don't know how this question come to you yes. because and i'm like why it's not okay because it's not popular um and i think it's changing here a lot mm-hmm. i'm really proud um talking about logistic industry as i mentioned i attended parcel form for the last three years and um they start doing a woman and logistic brunch where you can see how many women attending this event that's amazing and mm. also this year I became a part of Women in Logistics and Delivery Service um, organization, which called Wilds. I love the name. Great. Uh, yeah, they are supporting a lot of initiatives uh, for workers in logistics and delivery. Which is great. I see there is a lot of push. Our company uh, helping a lot to promote diversity mm-hmm. and to hire more engineers, hire more C-level people, middle mm-hmm. management. Um, it's absolutely changing. Like People see the needs uh, in this uh, sector that we need to have different voices. Yes.
0: And, and it's great. And I think sometimes we just don't always know the easiest way to go about it. And, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit more about today is how do we make sure that we are actively looking for those opportunities. I love some of that. Can you name the organizations again that people can be? So if you are a woman in logistics, what were some of those organizations uh, you just
1: named? One of the organization called Wilds, Women in Logistics and Delivery Services. Okay. They're based in Washington DC. Um, this one is great. I'm personally also part of Women in Technology mm-hmm. and, and Girls Who Code um, and Girls Geek. I'm like part of a lot of organization in San Francisco. Yes. Uh, to support women in technology, but there is not that many for women in logistics. Like technology is rising and people are aware. Logistics, I think they're still catching up.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And logistics, we all know we're a little slow in this industry of adopting a lot of things. So we're a little slower with adopting technology. We're a little slower with making change and and that's fine, but that means there's lots of opportunities for us to improve and and to get even better. So um, how did you get passionate about logistics? Or what is your favorite part? Let's say this instead. What is your favorite part about logistics? What gets you most excited about this industry?
1: Mm, I think I really like that this down-to-earth industry, it's like providing real value and everyone needs something to be ordered and delivered, right? Mm. And on top of like a consumer needs, Mm. and we saw huge um, growth during the COVID, Mm -hmm. it's also like helping so many people. Like we have one of the customers who are delivering medical needs mm-hmm. like that's that's the part of like then in the united states um delivery and shopping and logistics is such a big part of the economy mm. and i really love to be a part of something what is making difference every day
0: yeah Oh, I love that. It it is not very often that you do work in an industry that touches really every single person. And I get excited for those of you who are carriers every time I see a truck or every time I'm like, oh, there's one of our people. You know, I'm pretty nerdy that way. But um, it is. It's really
1: exciting to be involved in that. Um, I even, by the way, talking about trucks, uh-huh. I even checking, and guys, check it out as well. Every time in my mail room, in my building, mm-hmm. boxes are coming, I'm pretty often checking which labels they have <laughs> and if there's an Easy Post label. And I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Easy Post label. I know, I Sometimes, know. like in the earlier days, we were posting even in the Slack channel without like a PI, without personal data. Like, hey, look, in my building, I got Easy Post label. Um, oh I went recently, I was visiting uh, one of our customers and we
0: were in their warehouse and they had... They'd had a little hiccup and we're waiting for a carrier, we won't name them, who was a little behind, but they had thousands of packages
1: all with the easy post. Like, so oh, exciting. Was I was like,
0: oh, look at all of them. Like, especially
1: yeah. when you are building it and like some of the products are like mine, like some of the cures, and without naming them, I see this cure, I see this label, and I'm like, this is part of me and my yes. team who work in this project. I love it. That's
0: so exciting. And that is fun for all of us in the industry every time we see something that we know we're related to. Okay, so talking about women, though, like, what have you experienced in terms of any stereotypes in the industry towards women? Um,
1: have you had any biases or or anything you want to share in that way? Uh, like, in general, I think what I noticed in the beginning of my career, a lot of people, especially when you talk on the phone, they thought that you are... Um, secretary or uh, executive assistant again Mm -hmm. that's super valuable jobs like no question asked it's about that they're calling you about some technical questions Mm -hmm. and they're like oh can we ask someone like technical and i'm like i'm technical um then usually in the, some conversation, people assume that uh, certain people are guys. Like, I don't know, CEO yes. of the companies, chief operation officers. Uh, that's another bias. You, yes. can, you can see that people are not uh, inclusive. But when you're telling them, like, oh, no, this person, like, our VP of product is woman Mm-hmm. Uh, that we have a woman as VP of product that's interesting but I see that people start being more conscious about this yes uh, and more careful for sure
0: what what kind of unique traits do you think women have that help in logistics and technology what what are some of the aspects of um, many women out there that really can help
1: a uh, great question I think uh, being multitaskers, okay. right? Because we are able, that's a part of our nature. We're able to handle multiple things at the same time. And that's a part mm. of logistics. Um, also, I think about optimization of routes or optimization mm-hmm. of processes right this is also important in logistics and i think as a woman uh, you like okay i need to do this as much as possible because i have five mm-hmm. other things mm-hmm. um i recently met a partner in ascendia katie vogt uh, she's a director of it and she's with the company for last uh, 10 i think years and i see how another quality that she built the team from the scratch that's another thing mm. that the woman has this quality of like building something in like a really good environment mm-hmm. and i think for logistics and you mentioned our industry a little bit old-fashioned and it's not bad that's why we have easy pose mm-hmm. because we are innovative we're delivering best-in-class solutions and same for those carriers who are able to build from the scratch some technology to be a better there is so yes. much c- competition. There's a lot of regional carers who want to mm, compete with the big boys, with our big carers, right, national carers. What they need to do, they need to invest into the technology and yes. they should be someone who build those technology in the, uh, in the company.
0: Yeah, and being innovative that way, I mean, it's a, such an opportunity for those of you who are trying to compete maybe with the really large carriers or with other really large organizations. Or or if you're e-commerce, if you're trying to compete with the giant retailers of the world, um, it is a real advantage when you're slightly smaller that you can innovate quickly, that you can get more diversity in terms of opinions and thoughts, and you don't get mired down in kind of that slow, um, all of the the red tape you have to go through in those big organizations. And I think that's somewhere, like you said, that you can take advantage of diverse opinions really well. Absolutely. Um, I would love to dive into some of the real opportunities that there are for us to... First, let's start talking as a woman. So if you are a woman, if you're interested in coming into the logistics industry, if you're working in it now and maybe you are in a role that you don't want to be in or something like that, um, what are some of the things that you've done that you've seen have been helpful? Um, I'd love to start by talking about networking, mentorship, that kind of things. How, how, What kind of role does that play? How does that help?
1: Oh, I think networking is a great resource for you to understand what your next role could be or should be by connecting with people who are already in the role you would like to be and asking them for, like, sharing their background, sharing their story. This will help to shape your vision if you like to go there, what you like. Like, for example, we have very strong here customer success uh, team mm-hmm. and um, a lot of uh, people in this team. Like we have women there, and mm-hmm. I see that they could be some of them could be a great mentors yes. for other people because not a lot of people know about customer success, and customer success is crucial part of the business to keep your customers. And when I say customers, I mean shippers or carriers to keep them happy with mm-hmm. offering and with with our services. Um, networking is. Absolutely great opportunity. Like when I say networking, it could be offline networking events. Mm-hmm. Like again, I am from San Francisco. We have a lot of networking events, a lot of events for women in technology, not specifically in logistics, but, mm-hmm. uh, Like, I think logistics more in Chicago, uh, D.C. This is, like, more areas where a lot of warehouses and a lot of companies. Um, Also, another thing is volunteering. Like, volunteering where you are a volunteer uh, and volunteering where you are helping and mentoring people. That's also amazing. It's shaping your view. It's shaping which questions people are asking. And you're connecting. Like... uh, me living for seven years i have a lot of genuine connection where i can ask questions like yes. about my professional development professional development and logistics coming to those conferences that's another way it's and sometimes passes to those conferences are for free yeah. uh, which is great right that not everything based on the amount of money paid for ticket coming to those conference and talking with women who in the industry incredible like one of the panel again I've been on Parcel Force Mm -hmm. recently. One of the panel was with multiple regional carers, and half of the people were men, half of the people were women. Oh, my God. It's so interesting to hear different perspectives. And I came to, like, that's one of our partners. I came and I said, like, thank you so much. It was great. Like, how you feel? She's like, oh, it's changing so much in recent years. I can see the difference. Yes. And I think in our industry networking is really important
0: relationship building again we are a little old-fashioned and those one-on-one relationships those group relationships actually reaching out and meeting people can make a huge difference and I love that you pointed out because there's kind of two things we've got networking that's you going out and trying to meet people and creating this this network of community but we also have mentoring where if you are in one of those roles, you and I both are, (laughs) and so making me think I should be mentoring somebody, um, going out and finding people who maybe are interested and wanting to create that connection um, and, and bring you in. I also think as a mentor, you don't have to be a woman. So if you're a male engineer And there is somebody else who's, you know, a female wanting to get into that field. Absolutely. Show them the ropes. Teach them different ways. And and you can have great opportunities. Um, Just to add a little bit, Laura, about
1: this. A lot of people asking how I could be a mentor. Um, I always recommend that especially in the United States, everyone likes to put themselves in the groups, right? And, like, just think about your background. Like, for example, your high school, your alma mater, your college, that's the group, like, college students absolutely would love to hear Mm. help. I'm still, like, talking in my university in the United States about, like, my journey. Then, like, I'm participating in San Francisco local school district communities which are helping to kids to define their roles or uh, because of my background i'm participating in a lot of eastern european groups where i'm sharing to women immigrants how to like how to get to here you ask me a great question about cultural code this is very important how to like shape your um, resume how to shape your vision Mm. this is also all important how to properly speak to the people you would like to work with okay you're totally inspiring me
0: I feel guilty I do I there is so much more I could be doing there's so much more all of us could be doing I totally am going to reach out my school is not nearby but there's other schools near where I live other universities and I can totally go and find those students so anyway totally inspiring me I feel just like there's so many opportunities um so let's talk about career advancement What kind of strategies have you found work? Um, This is an area, again, especially we talked about the fact that as we move higher and higher, the number of executive women in the industry is really small. Um, Advice for women wanting to
1: um, go up, advance in their career? Um, That's a question which I also continue figuring out for myself. I think there is a balance to find the way how you talk with people, especially mm-hmm. in our industry, right? Like, we are mm. talking a lot with the people on the East Coast, which style is a little bit different than mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Um, I need to wear, like, a different hats when I'm talking with them. I also feel that the, another strategy for me to show that I'm subject matter expert, where people asking questions, um, I even know answer or I, like... Very firm in terms of okay, I need to research more to come back to you. Like I'm not ashamed to say that I don't know something. That's my strategy to show that you're a subject matter expert, or you're coming back and you're following up with the answer. Uh that I think that's that's a good one. Another one. I'm learning from our leaders as well. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. our VP of product, she's incredible, uh, knowing about the our offerings, knowing about our strategy, like observing, and that's what I did like from the beginning in our company. I'm observing a lot of people, the way how they are structuring their emails. If you find mm-hmm. someone you like, that's the way how to follow um, their path and understanding their success. Um, mm-hmm. I am sometimes like, even you, I was watching you talking with people, the way how you're pursuing people, the way how they're responding to you. Like I like observing this kind of things. I think this is also a really good strategy for you to like moving up in the ladder. Mm-hmm. And also don't be afraid to like asking for mentorship even inside the company. Like, because, yes. hey, I wanna be um, in the circle with you in like this middle management, C-level management. Yes. How you came here like share with me people love to talk about their background okay
0: i heard so many good things here i'm going to summarize some of them because they were really really good i don't want you guys to miss these points number one you said learn be an expert get out there and, and don't expect just to move in your career without actually putting in the work that's absolutely true completely there's so much you can learn on your own there's so much you can research there are tons of resources out there so don't leave that as an excuse Number two, know your audience. So you said, you know, you may be talking differently to somebody on the East Coast or the West Coast. Maybe the same within your company. You may need to learn the right kind of strategies, the right kind of culture within your company. Um, But one of the most important things that I heard you say is to make it known that you want to move up, that you reach out to that mentor in your company, that you let your boss know like, hey, how do I go up? And I know as I've managed people, you know, that's one of the most critical elements is that they know they have a career path. And sometimes women and men, we don't ask about it. We don't say, what do I need to do to get to the next level in my career? Managers are usually, we should be if we're not, completely happy to set up a path to you, to getting that promotion, to moving on, to putting you in connection with the right people and getting you that experience. So Fantastic. I love those insights from you, Anna. Thank okay, you. I want to talk about men. Again, a big majority of our audience, even, are probably men. Hopefully, you're still here. If you are, you've hung on this whole time. Men, your role in this is just as important. And I actually want to back that up. Women, when we talk about stereotypes and we talk about biases, I want to make it very clear. We are just as guilty of those as men. This is not like a man problem where they're, you know, saying, oh, you shouldn't be a VP. Often as women, we're doing the same thing. And we're and we're not looking to those women. And, and we're not trying to find those opportunities. So let's all make sure that we're trying to overcome our own biases. But men can be huge allies in this journey for women. It is so beneficial for both men and women. You, you hit it just so well earlier in talking about how there are so many benefits for everyone when we get diversity. So men as allies, Anna, what can they do to support the journey of women? Or, or I guess let's start by why is that even important? Why should they even care?
1: I think they should care again from the perspective of diversity that there should be equal opportunity for everyone and i don't wanna that one of the group of the people have more opportunities than another. That's what we're moving towards. Like, United States, the country, which is learning on their own mistakes and, like, getting better and better in a lot of aspects, which is amazing. Um, I think men, a lot of men are great allies in terms of promoting um, women careers and especially logistics. Uh And I can see in our company as well. And I think what... um, different between like approach with woman and man is sometimes to ask a little bit more deeper questions because we Mm. uh, a lot of time operating on like emotional level as well like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's plus sometimes it's difficult Mm -hmm. and when you see that your um manager who is man asking right question like hey how you feel about this situation like what you have been done differently um this is a great way to express yourself because as you mentioned, even statistically wise, women applying to less of jobs when they see they're only qualified for sixty percent. Men will apply when there's a thirty percent to apply. <laughs> yes. And the same at work, the same happening at work. Like we self-doubt a lot, like, mm-hmm. oh, are we good enough? Is it like the good way how I um lead this meeting and if you have a manager who after the call will say like hey you did a really great job like how you feel what could be done Mm. differently it's bringing so much joy for me to understand this Mm -hmm. support or like sometimes involving in some conversation where I understand that my reaction was correct right like that that was the right response um I think asking deeper questions and asking our questions Mm. right questions that's the one of the strategy um and another one sharing um as you mentioned sharing their way how you can be more successful sometimes it's positive feedback sometimes it's room for improvement but just like share it i've been taught very good strategy which called the um, uh, hamburger strategy Kay. good bad good yes yes, right? yes. Like when you're saying something you're saying like oh you did such a good job with this project um great results i think in this conversation you can do better like here and here are the mistakes mm-hmm. um, but like this month i saw so much progress that was great and it's completely different story when you are just hitting and saying, like okay you did terrible at this meeting yes and you're like okay i haven't done anything good at all yes
0: so i love that so as men they can they can give feedback to um females they work with They can also ask for feedback themselves. You know, is there a way that I can support you more? What else can I do? Um, I think all of that is fantastic. I, I love the idea of... One of the things you mentioned earlier was that there's different perspectives that we get. And as a whole, our companies really benefit when we have that diversity. I had a a person that I worked with recently who shared a story where they had been working, um, they, they had had a problem that they were dealing with, and they... And they just couldn't communicate well with somebody who was actually in a different country. And it was a cross-country border sort of thing. And it, it turned out it, it was a miscommunication that was related to the differences in their culture and their company and, and rather than an actual problem. And I think that um, it actually can expand our mind when we realize there are other ways to do things. And having those you know, different opinions, those different views may open our eyes to, oh, that could have been a problem in this situation. So that's all fantastic. What, what can companies as a, as, a, as a whole, so especially let's say that we've got a great small business out here, they're starting up, um, they, we have lots of e-commerce businesses, you know, they're trying to foster this kind of environment of inclusivity and diversity. What are some kind of things that you've seen work for companies to, to create that kind of culture?
1: I really love, uh, first of all, I really love when there is like a month supporting certain culture and then those e-commerce platform this month promoting more uh, products from the certain cultures or like from certain business owner, like Mm -hmm. that could be any uh, cultural background, uh, gender background. This is a great way to put those company out there because competition is pretty strong we have a lot of e-commerce a lot of platforms i see mm-hmm. who is shipping through us and how sometimes difficult if you start your small business to get into like certain threshold of the packages per day per month without proper support from these platforms yeah. or e-commerce companies That's number one, like doing this kind of promotion. Number two, I absolutely love partnership. The same what Mm -hmm. we're doing at EasyPost. Same Mm -hmm. why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, we have a great partnership with the different customers. We have, um, and that's the way how to promote as well. I think that will boost a lot of business uh, for both parties. Like one company who is promoting, it's showing that they're inclusive yes. and they are trying different channels. The company which has been promoted for them, it's a great opportunity.
0: That's incredible. It, over the last two or three episodes, hopefully you've watched some of them, um, I've heard this same theme of we need to reach out to, our, uh, to others in the industry more. We need to create more. It kind of goes back to the networking, but create those relationships, get ideas from one another. While we are, yes, technically competitors, sometimes we're also all kind of in this same battle, right? And you can learn so much. You can talk to another company and see, wow, this really works for them. They have done an amazing program with this. They've done an amazing program with that. Um, I know that um, just reaching out and, and learning from others can make a huge difference. So, we're, we're running a little low on time, so I just want to make sure as we close up, any advice first, I want to, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. First, I want to know any advice you have for a, aspiring women who are wanting to get into the logistics and tech field, what you recommend to them. And then I'm wanting to know just a few t- key takeaways for businesses who are watching. One or two things they can go do today to try to make sure that their company is taking advantage of the great talent um, that it's out there with with women that they haven't
1: necessarily maybe been
0: able to to
1: get enough. Okay, let's un- unpack um, our first question. Um, Advice advice for women who want to be in logistic and technology. First of all, don't be afraid. It's like there's a lot of opportunities. There is a lot of interest. The second one, um, attend events, free events or paid events. Depends on the budget you have. Talk with people. Ask them questions. But before even talk with people and ask questions, learn a little bit about their background. As I mentioned, people like to talk about themselves, mm-hmm. and you can take advantage of this. Um Asking questions, as I mentioned, Um, then... to get something, it's also important to give something. That's my strategy. Like, mm-hmm. give your time as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Like, help someone in your high school, in your college. Um, you will learn a lot. All those people have also connection. Word of mouth helps a lot. Mm-hmm. If there's a, someone who's also looking for a job, like, there's nice to be in the group and helping each other. There's nice to ask questions or they can help you to get into the industry. Mm. And I think last but not least, as you mentioned, men is also great allies. Um, Asking for help is normal and it should be a part of our everyday life. Um, It doesn't mean that you're doing everything by yourself.
0: I love that. Some of my best allies in my own career have been incredible men who did stand up for me and did say, Lori, you know, you can move up in this, in this field. Lori, you are an amazing worker. You can, you can do, and gave me that courage. So if you're a man out there listening, please be like those. My very own boss here at Easy Post, Jeremy. I love him. He's always been a huge support for me. Um, Same though. uh, If you're a woman, don't be afraid. Don't don't underestimate what you can do. Okay, so company-wide. Companies out there listening, what is one thing, let's just pick one thing that they could go do as soon as they shut off this podcast, what could they go do today to make their workplace a little bit more inclusive?
1: Oh, there's multiple I things. I know, I'm Yes, on you're putting me in the difficult position. Uh-huh. Um, I really like when companies doing some events internally or externally to bring more brand awareness for a certain group of people. Yes, like, love. For example, we have internally at EasyPost, mm-hmm. um, we're celebrating Women's Month um, this year or last year. I don't remember. And we brought together all like all ladies who were in the certain location to do like some tea party. That's great. This is like inspiring you. It's helping you to connect. Like making those kind of events, or those events could be external as well, where you are um, inviting your partners and inviting people. Like, hey, look at the in, into internal life of our company yes. and. Um, such a great people who are working here. Yes. Um, I think that's great for company brand recognition, for company to be out there and understand that they are inclusive. And mm-hmm. it's also great for people who working in the company to see that they are being valuable and they being heard. Yes, I agree completely. I
0: have worked where, you know, there have been amazing events that are put on and, you know, Slack channels just for the women and things like that. While it may seem a little, oh, this is just silly or rah, rah or whatever. I've heard that from people. What it does, though, is it shows that the executive leadership does care about women and does care about that role. And and that's really important. So, Thank you so much for Thank being here. I wish we could keep talking because <laughs> I have like 27 more questions. But um, can you let everyone know, we talk so much about networking. How can they network with you? How could they, can they follow you on LinkedIn? Where, where can the people re- find you?
1: Absolutely, guys, reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Anna Podolska, I know I have complicated last name. <laughs> we'll uh, link, it. we'll yes, link it, we'll link in it in the description. Yes. i also pretty active uh, um, on Instagram, Anna P. Shares, um, I also think that we'll probably link it, um, sometimes on Twitter, and like all those channels are great, uh, ask any questions you have, I'm always happy to be helpful and like share some advice, or talking about our one wonderful company yes
0: exactly she's so good about you know if you are a woman in tech if you are an immigrant who's wanting to learn what what tips for settling in into a new culture any of those kind of things you're just the best so thank you so much everyone for being here I love our community. You are all incredible. And I look forward to hearing from you as always. Please let me know if there are other topics you want to hear about. And you can always connect with me on LinkedIn as well. But thank you so much for being here. And everybody have a great day.